Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Now I'm joined by the Cahirlick of Wexford GAA, Mihal Martin. Good morning to you, Mihal. Good morning, Alan. Good morning to your listeners. Mihal, it's been described as one of the worst results in the history of Wexford GAA, and many believed it was on the card since our, our underwhelming league campaign that it was coming down the tracks and it exploded yesterday. And, and for example, the situation we mentioned there regarding Dee O'Keefe and Kevin Foley uh, in our piece with Michael Verley. What happened yesterday? It was a bad weekend results-wise. Um, it's been a bad week results-wise, actually, uh, Alan. Uh, both our, our football on Saturday evening, again, similar to yesterday, had a, a fantastic first half. It's one of the best football that we've played in a long time uh, and unfortunately conceded heavily in the second half. And, and yesterday... Uh, yesterday similarly played well in the first half and um, I think Michael Michael described it quite well there in terms of uh, the second half performance for, for, for whatever reason uh, we didn't show up uh, in the second half and uh, as, you, as, as you rightly described it it's a, it was a dark dark day for Wexford Harlem There's a growing clamour from people coming out of the ground on social media for Darry Egan to step down today before the Kilkenny match what's your view on this? I think um, the most important thing, and listen, there was, uh, and, and I was in the room with the team and management yesterday, yesterday after the game, and obviously everyone is good at, uh, as our supporters, everyone's good at. I think there's an onus, and Michael, I think touched on it very, very well there. There's an onus on, on us all now to get behind everyone. This is the biggest game Michael described it maybe since the '96 All Ireland, potentially so. Um, but this is this is a huge game now. Um, next Sunday, we have uh, we have faith in our own hands. Uh, we're not underestimating the challenge of our of our near neighbours coming down, who who who, who will obviously um, who, who will obviously go hard. But we know from recent history, our our history against Kilkenny has been has been positive, and you'd still feel that with an overwhelming extra support, which which again Michael touched on there. Uh, we can get over the line next week, okay. but it's going to take an almighty effort from everyone. From there's a responsibility on us all, from players, uh, on management, uh, on county board, and on supporters, and, and and the general public. I would say in the lead up to the week as well. I think it's important. Yeah. Uh, and I touched on this last week, and uh, and I just just probably want to clarify on us. I think it's important that those who are surrounding the players this week, those who are surrounding all the setup this week. Uh, infuse them with a positivity okay. in terms of... Yeah, but can I ask you to answer my question, Michal, because I totally agree with you as a diehard Wexford man, and that's a word you and I use quite a lot, and as somebody who will be there and goes to the championship matches, and I know the, the, the Wexford crowd will rally, but can I ask you to answer the direct question? If things aren't right at the moment within the camp, what's going to change this week uh, that is going to fix them? For example, we know we have a good set of mentors at under-20 level in Keith Rossler uh, and uh, Joe and and uh, Aina Martin and these people and Rory Jacob, would it not be possible to bring them in even at this late notice? This is the question people ever want, people want me to put to you this morning. That obviously whatever's happening in the camp with Darry Egan and the team, it's simply not working. And that's why I'm putting the question directly to you. You can you give me an answer on that one, please? I don't think that would serve any purpose. Um, and and can uh, you tell me why? Why do you not believe it would serve? It wouldn't serve well, any purpose. All of those in the room yesterday evening, I spoke to, to spoke to players, spoke to management, and I think I think players will be the first to put their hands up um, yesterday. And I say I've spoken to a wide number of the players, both individually and as a group, and I think they would feel that there was a collective responsibility in terms of 
we can talk tactically and we can talk all different aspects of the game. Um, but in reality, when you're 16 points up at half time and uh, yeah. in your home ground, you go out and you you, you do the business. And you you know you, that. And I think everyone would accept that. Players included would accept that. Uh, and mm. it was visible straight away in the second half. I mean, Westmead scored one four unanswered right. um, within within a few minutes. Um, and you know, com- the, uh, as Westmead's confidence grew. Uh, and I suppose again, Michael Michael touched on some of the things that happened in the second half in terms of us not taking our chances, and and you could feel um, you could feel an element of panic in the stand. You can feel you could feel it on the on the on the pitch uh, on the pitch, and we just didn't bring the level of aggression. I mean, that's, and, and that's the, Michal, there are comments coming in to say that the players themselves took the foot off the pedal, and even in Michael Varney's piece, we we played there. But what I, uh, the, the the deeper question in all of this is. Like, go back to the D. O'Keefe and Kevin Foley situation. Like, and Michael stated quite clearly, why bring D. O'Keefe on at seven, the 71st minute if, the, if it was obvious that at the 45th or 50th minute we were in, uh, in trouble, we had these two experienced players who could have steadied the ship. And ultimately, Michal, that comes down to management. Listen, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to, to comment on individual decisions. I don't think I'd... But why not, uh, though? I mean, you're here look at Wexford GAA. I mean, I, I'm asking you a straight question. Can you give me a straight answer on it? Why, why not make those decisions? In, well, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to, 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 to comment on substitutions, nor has nor any okay. chairman to comment on substitutions right. of, of any team that has put out. We put the management team in place, and, and they work as a group, and then it's up to us to support them in every way possible, which we, we as a county board will do this week. Okay. Uh, we support players, we support the management. All right. Um, and that, that would be my ask to, to, to everyone out there now, that we, we all show an element of positivity towards the team this week to get over yeah. the line. This is uh, and Michal, I, I, I understand that totally, but I need to just ask you these direct questions, and then, of course... No, that's OK. I, I, that's of okay. course, then, I would willingly, and I, we will drive on and we put everything we have from this show and from the support that we know that the team will get behind it, but if I don't ask you these questions, I'll be accused of skirting asking the questions, and you'll be accused of a avoiding answering them. So let, let's cut to the chase and let's get the direct questions in. Is your own position as chairman untenable today? The book stops with the leadership. You are the leader. Do you need to step down? Um, do Does the chairman or the county board need to step down? Well, listen, Alan, I suppose that's the, it's a fair question to ask again. And yeah. what I would say is Every year, and the way the county the, the county board is structured, and I think it's important for those maybe that are not involved in clubs to to understand how the the county board is structured. The executive is elected annually by the clubs of the county, and every November there's an opportunity for people to come forward and to put themselves forward for positions. And for that reason, I suppose it's the, the people that put the positions have to answer these questions. Mm. The officers of the county board, including myself do so completely voluntarily, voluntarily as yeah. is the ethos of the association and at our own cost because someone on the way out of the ground yesterday uh, was talking about officers and whatever else but totally at our own cost without expenses or anything else so that's the first thing to put uh, to put out there mm-hmm. I suppose I am coming towards the end of my tenure anyway and what I would say is on a day to day basis that I could not fault any officer of or members of the team that have worked with me 
for the betterment of Wexford GA. The one thing I would say, and I've said this and I touched on it last week, I do feel, and leave aside the performance yesterday in terms of complacency, we have to ask ourselves the hard mm. questions. Wexford yeah. GA, the Wexford general public, right. is there a complacency among all of us? Is there a complacency among the clubs? Mm. Like Michael Verney touched on the point there, yeah. have we ever had to ponder potentially going to Joe McDonough? But let's look at okay. our performance over a long number of years right. with obviously the odd, the odd exception and ask ourselves have we done enough have we done enough at every level well let's, to, all, let's also flesh out the question a little bit more because I have a number of questions that have come in to me from people who have given their names and their contact numbers and one of them says the problem that county board has is internal politics and power struggles that dominates the agenda and not improving structures and playing standards we need genuine GAA people at the top now that's a fairly strong comment and it comes from somebody who is very actively involved in GAA and I mean is it a valid comment? Well, listen, it's, uh, and I think you should read out the person's name if they're, uh, if they're willing to put their comment on it. And I'm happy to address it. The one thing I would say is internal policy, politics, I think, has been a thing of the past. And I think most people would genuinely acknowledge that, that their uh, internal politics of Wexford GA has been a total thing of the past. But you see, Michal, the reason is there's a fear of reprisal. If I read out the names of certain people, that's uh, something within the GA that needs to be tackled as well. That if you do read out a comment, if I read out some of the comments of people, they're actively involved, and there is a genuine fear that there'll be reprisal against them. And that, that's something that also needs to be looked at. For example, another comment I have is, the scene is diabolical. The plan you talk about, this is the plan you talk about, the working plan, it's become a hereditary game, who you know and who your father is. Um, and I mean, these are the sort of things, Michal, that if we want openness and transparency to build for a brighter future, you, as Cahirlock, and people in high authority, you have to challenge. And um, I think I challenged it last week. I challenged it last... Like, the, the one thing to remember is last October, Wexford GA released a plan, and we released a plan for a reason. We could see that there were significant challenges in the promotion of hurling within the county. And second of all, we instigated a football review with Philip Wallace because we felt that the structures within football weren't strong enough. So there's a number of passionate, and I mean very passionate Wexford supporters who have agreed to finance uh, our hurling plan and county board, as in the clubs, agreed that for every penny privately raised, that will be matched by board funds. Don't forget, we as a dual county, and this is something that we have brought to the highest level in Crow Park because uh, our feeling certainly is that Crow Park don't give a damn about Wexford Hurling or, or yeah. give a damn about okay. um, uh, the dual county approach. And I'll come back to that in a second. Yeah. But we have released our plan because it's, there's an onus on us and all of us, all of us, to, um, to promote hurling and get our structures into a place where they should be because they're not in a place where they should be at the moment. Okay. Can I just go back to one point, Dan? Yes, please, because there, I have a few more questions because I do want to finish. Fair point to, yeah. to, there was just one very unfair point in terms of uh, yeah. reprisals and uh, internal politics. Yeah. That is a complete thing of the past. I would say, and I'm happy to come on, as you know, I'm happy to come yes. on your show at any time and speak on behalf of Wexford GA and have done so on a number of occasions. Yes, I agree. We can change... The, you can change any officer of the county board, including my own position, right. you can do that. But the problems in terms of the structures, in terms of are we doing enough in clubs, schools, are our structures, our underage season, in my opinion, yeah. and I've said this at, at end-of-year conventions, 
our underview and our underage system goes from April to pretty much September to fit in two codes. And we're competing with other counties who don't promote two codes equally. All right. Where their season goes from February to October. And it's a collective decision. A collective decision, right. including... And let's have your, that discussion, yeah, Michal. Just one second, Alan, because yeah, yeah. this is important. You've, you've read okay. out a comment in terms okay. of... Okay. And, and you, you've made a point in terms of reprisals. And you don't want to give that person's name, who you say is very active... Yes. Uh, ...on the club ground. Yeah. Uh, ...or in their club scene. Yeah. The bottom line is, there is a role, and when I became chairman, if I made a hundred phone calls for people to get involved, can you help? And people rang me last night, for example. Uh, some very fair calls, some constructive criticism, which yeah. is all, all was fine, and I was on the phone uh, late last night. At the end of the most of those phone calls, I would say, listen, we're putting a group together, can you help? Oh, just, I don't have the time to help. Hmm. But I'll give you my opinion. The same way as that person who's very active in his club, whose name you won't read out, for example, for fear of reprisals or internal politics. Yeah. I'm sure you, if you want to pass on that name, I could almost guarantee that that same person may have been asked to help in the past. Well, I tell you what I do, Michal, and I, I tell you, I'm looking at the clock, and I have Verona Murphy waiting to join me as well, and I have another few issues, and I do want to finish in a positive vein. And, and I, I, I think I, it's I important, it, Alan, yeah. that you... I think it's important yes. to address the issue in terms of... I will, uh, I, I will go back to that I have person. No yeah. Problem, yeah. I have no problem, if, uh, as I say, I have no problem um, at the end of this year. No problem whatsoever. It was probably my intention at this stage. Anyway, I've done my three-year term on a voluntary basis, uh, and I'm happy and passionate to put the time into it. But I think it's important to dismiss the point that has been raised. I think it's, been, I think it, it's a comment to say fear of reprisals for someone who will re- you will read out a comment but won't read out their name. I think is just a very unfair comment. So that needs to be challenged mm-hmm. to you and to the person. All right. And as I said, to emphasise to those people uh, out there, very easy to send in a text, very easy to go on social media. We have lots of things that could be done to support and promote right. Wexford hurling and football. And there is a role for absolutely everybody. And I'll take what but you said I'd on board and I'll go back to them. Come and at the end of the conversation, they come to me and they say, okay. I don't have time. I like to do my running at night time. I like to do this at night time. All right. So do I. Yeah, I, Michal, I want to yeah, move on. Yeah, and you've yeah, made that point. Up. You've made that point and I will go back to him. But I have other questions to put to you before we round off the conversation today. Can I go back to one of the big talking points? On the programme last week, you were very critical of the lack of support for our under-20 team in Carlo, And there's been an unmerciful backlash to this. Do you still stand over this view? I think Michael, Michael Verney touched on it. Um, and anyone, I suppose anyone who was in Carlo will agree with me. And anyone who wasn't in Carlo will disagree. And that's absolutely fine. But the point I made was, and I think this is, this is really important to, to say, we went into the dressing room after the under-20 game last week, and you separated under-20 from senior, rightly so. We went into the dressing room, and 17, 18, 19-year-old players, members of the team management, in unison expressed a massive surprise as did Michael Verney, that, mm. um, that Wexford were outnumbered to the extent we were outnumbered. I used, um, uh, I used four to one, and that was probably okay. being generous. It's so been widely I circulated, expect- Michal, that Offaly bought up a lot of tickets and circulated them to the young supporters. I can't clarify this. Maybe that's, you can clarify for me. That is not accurate. Is it not accurate? Can you tell... That that has been circulated widely, that they bought up lots of tickets, and that's why they themselves were proactive. Lots of of things that uh, 
uh, that have been <laughs> that have been circulated widely, but um, it, it it's it's not accurate, uh, Alan. The, the listen, and, and there were stand tickets available on the morning of the game. And uh, listen, we ex- I expressed disappointment that was expressed to me that our under twenties did not receive the support the, ex- the support that we yep. um, that we expected on the night. All right, and and, and you asked me, do I stand over? Yes, of course we were disappointed uh, that the under-20s didn't receive uh, more support on the night. Uh, and I also said there were small margins, there were small margins on, the, on the night. We potentially could have got over the line. also emphasised the pride in the team. Um, but listen, as I said, anyone who wasn't in Carlo obviously won't agree with the point. Anyone who was in Carlo, I think, would wholeheartedly agree with the point. Michal, time has caught up on us. Uh, I have to wrap it for the moment. Um, I will round off today's edition of the Morning Mix because I've dug deep into a historical piece where Michal Amaraherty talks about the men of the 50s, um, where the, the great Ned Wheeler talks about what it meant. And I've, I've taken this piece as a kind of a motivational piece because I think we're all agreed. We talk the talk, we walk the walk, and at the end of the day, we need to support our team. i got to wrap it up. First of all, I'd like to acknowledge the fact that you contacted me to come on this morning. Um, I've tried to, re- to re- reflect the mood of the people of Wexford to you. They are bitterly disappointed. Uh, You've given your direct answers. I've asked you direct questions. What people choose to take from the interview, it's up to them. So when it comes to the push to sell the tickets to get 18,000 or 19,000 people into Wexford Park, I'll leave the final word to you on this. Yeah, listen, Alan, we we all are proud Wexford people. We all want the best for Wexford, uh, for Wexford Hurling. This is a big game next weekend, so the appeal absolutely is to come and lift the roof. We we had a game earlier in the year where we had I think fifteen thousand uh, in uh, in supporting supporting Wexford on the night and lifted the roof, and you know cheer every Wexford uh, Wexford uh, support and hear that Wexford chant uh, uh, bouncing around the stand. That's what we need to do uh, next weekend, and it, I suppose there's a collective responsibility. We'll review the year afterwards. We'll review everything afterwards. Uh, but for now, what I'm just requesting for everyone to do is get behind the team, get behind the, the Wexford hurlers, get out in the purple and gold next Sunday, and uh, and hopefully uh, we'll get over the line. Thank you, Michal. Thank you for Thanks joining on. us on the programme this morning. Good morning to you. That was Michal Martin, the chair of Wexford GAA. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.